I'm almost all out like that. Everybody. Welcome back to another one of our awesome episodes. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am Shakira here. And Amanda's back as well. And we're here for another lovely episode of Marvel View. So today is a very special day. Today we are doing things a little bit differently. It is going to be our first panel episode, which means that we are super excited to introduce a couple special guests Woo-hoo! to us. So, of course, you have your two favorite hosts here, but we each brought on somebody who is near and dear to our hearts to help discuss today's topic. So, Shakira, go ahead and take it away. So, I have one of my best friends here named Rain. She literally flew in this morning from Atlanta. Rain, tell us a little more about yourself. (laughs) Okay. So, I'm initially from Philadelphia. Um, I have moved and lived in quite a few states. I am 35. And I am a nanny for affluent families, and my background is special needs. So I work with a lot of children that are on the spectrum. And um, this is a perfect topic for me because <laughs> I teach that working with my children. Um, by day, I am a traveling nanny with my families, and by night, I am a fashion designer. So this is a good topic to discuss for both professions. That's cool. So I have brought on my absolute best friend on the entire planet. Um, she is literally my sounding board, my ride or die, but she comes with a bunch of questions. So <laughs> that being said, we have here the one and only Becky Perez. Beck, say hi. Hello, everyone. My name is, like she said, Becky Perez. I grew up in Delaware County, Pennsylvania. I've lived here my whole life. I'm also 35. I am a social worker by trade. I work for Child Protective Services. I've been there for almost 12 years at this point. Um, So boundaries is also a really important thing that we do with our families and that we need to learn in our profession. So I'm excited to talk about that in my professional and personal life. Personally, I'm a mother. I have four children and I'm happy to be here with my best friend. What a great intro. Welcome, everybody. So today's topic, Rain hinted at a little bit, Becky mentioned it a little bit. We're going to be talking about boundaries. Boundaries for women are super, super important and they don't make us rude. We're not bitches because we have them. We're not mean. We're not difficult. It's literally a standard that we choose to hold ourselves accountable to, but that we also hold in place for others, which is a good thing to have. That being said, everybody has different boundaries everybody has different backgrounds so it's going to be really cool to talk especially with the four of us we have a lot of similarities but we are we're different at the same time um to see what we stand together on as a gender of women versus how we differ with our different experiences and backgrounds all right so i guess to start off with questions here here's a very simple one do we each of us have boundaries in our life do we feel like they're necessary? And, you know, I guess, how do we come about putting these in place or in which ways are they in place? You can answer one of those or all 12. It's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so don't everybody jump at once. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. okay. <laughs> so I have all the boundaries. Um, I'm not, I mean, 
I just got boundaries like as I got older and I just got tired of people. So now I put boundaries on everything. But but back in the day, I used to never have boundaries and I let people do whatever they want to do. But now I'm like really picky about my time, especially being a mom. I'm very picky about my time. I'm very picky about my sleep. I'm very picky about everything that I do because I feel like time is just so short and I just don't have a lot of free time. I think boundaries are necessary in every aspect of your life because without them, you'll just be all over the place and allowing a lot of stuff to be everywhere and you can't really control stuff. Um, I think they're extremely healthy unless they're like OCD and like non uh, flexible because they have to be flexible because people change all the time. And yeah, I think they're very helpful to keep your head straight and not to lose your mind and not to want to kill people because without boundaries, people will piss you off and they'll be stressing you out and you'll be ready to kill everybody. So, so as far as boundaries go, you can have boundaries on all different things, right? So you can have them in love relationships. You can have them in friendships. You can have them with work life, with personal life, like all over the place. So as far as the most important boundary that you hold for yourself to, for your sanity, where, where do you think that lies for you? Shakira? What the most important one for my sanity? Yeah. Or just the most important one in general that, that you're like, listen, there, there's no leeway with this. This is my boundary. And that's what it is. I feel like that about most of them. Like I have intense boundaries about my time. I have intense boundaries about, um, obviously my son, I have tense boundaries about like my effort. It's like, literally those are all because I respect other people's boundaries. So for instance, I'm very anal about being on time. If you say you're going to come somewhere and you arrive 10 minutes late and you tell me after that you're late, I'm pissed. If you tell me, Hey, we're meeting at eight o'clock and you tell me at seven 59, I'll be late. Low key. I have an attitude because I was sitting here at seven 58 waiting for you. You know what I mean? Like that's, even though it's like, you know, you and I have had those things and it's not that deep. Like clearly me and you kind of like do fluid things. So it's not a big deal. But initially when I would come and be ready at 758 and you would take me at 759 talking about I need 10 minutes. I was like, you could have told me that at 730. We're working on it. But like people who know me, if you say eight o'clock and it's 805, I'm not letting you in my house because you told me eight o'clock. That's not my problem. You should have came on time or you should have notified me that you weren't able to come. So it's just I think the boundaries also, you know, they tie into respect. So I feel like once you don't expect a boundary, then you don't respect me as a person. And that's a bigger issue. So that's why they're a big deal. My views and thoughts on boundaries, um, I'm going to touch on part of what Shakira said, is definitely a respect factor. But time is extremely important to me. Um, I've lived as a live-in nanny. And you have to be very, very particular about your time off. So for example, if I am scheduled to work and I'm off at 5 p.m., do not text and call me about anything at work. It is a respect and boundary thing. If someone is going away and out of town, we're going to respect that. It's not an emergency. Um, you know, so I have learned um, just from my profession to, to set those boundaries. You know, if you ask me to be available during these times, I will be, but when I am off, I am off. And then I also teach them with my children that I work with as well. Um, I also set boundaries when it comes to um, corresponding. So my friends, we have all types of crazy schedules. If I'm traveling, no one knows where I am. I could be up in the middle of the night. I try not to text my friends in the middle of the night because it can be really disturbing. And if they text me, it's an issue. So I literally have on my phone, all of my work correspondence are all on mute. I am on vacation. Do not respond. Do not email. Do not text. So my job is what has taught me boundaries and then working with special needs children, I have to be respectful of time and children that are on the spectrum, they are under understanding of schedules. So that's important to me to stick to a schedule. If I say that I'm going to be there to pick you up and take you somewhere, I have to be there. 
and I teach them boundaries with, you know, time and, and spatial things as well. So boundaries are important, whether it's physical, whether it's time related, whether it's emotional, if someone, I have friends that will call me, Hey, I need to talk to you about something. Hey, right now is not a good time. I'm dealing with some things emotionally and I'll have to get back to you when I have the capacity to deal with it. Yeah. That's the thing. Asking my friends, are you available for me to vent to you so that I can fully put that cap on to be available to assist you and advise you the best way I can. But if I'm overwhelmed, I'm not going to give you the best advice possibly because I'm dealing with my own things. So I also set emotional boundaries. They're, they're important in my friendships and romantic relationships. Hey, this doesn't work mm -hmm. for me. And I am the queen of boundaries. I come in and set the tone. So we don't have a lot of issues with that, but I do set them emotionally. Hey, right now is not a good time to, to dump your stuff on me. I'm gonna have to talk, talk to you tomorrow. And that's fair. I need that. Cause if I need time to recharge that, that's fair to me. So one of the things with boundaries, it, especially coming across, I mean, you two just touched on it quite a bit. It can come across to people who don't know somebody as harsh, right? Mm -hmm. So like from a woman's standpoint, us putting boundaries in place are not to say, Hey, we don't like you. We don't want you near us. We're I'm over you. I don't care. It's a, I need to do this for me. Right. Cause there's always, I, I always think of like, you know, the cup half full or the cup full or whatever. If somebody is not pouring into your cup, your cup's going to be empty and you don't have anything to give. So kind of like what you said about the emotional, I feel like that's where my boundaries come into place. They're less of things that I can't control. Like I, I can't control other people's reactions what they do whatever right so i can only control my reaction to it so when it comes from an emotional standpoint or just effort that somebody gives into something i have learned that the energy that somebody gives is the energy that i am now going to match whereas before i would go above and beyond and do everything for everybody i can't do that anymore i don't have anything to give past a certain point and the people that are pouring into my cup, they're the ones that deserve what comes from that cup. Mm -hmm. I can't keep pouring into people that aren't giving the same thing in return. You know what I mean? So that's where I think my boundary is more of that, that energy versus an action, if that makes sense. Right. Beth, what about you? Well, I've learned a lot in these couple minutes here about how I need to grow up a little bit. So <laughs> I, I really respect the way that you guys respect yourselves. That's something I've struggled with my entire life and still do at 35. I really don't have a lot of boundaries. If I am running on negative four and someone says, I need you, I'm like, okay. So I'm consistently giving and giving and giving. And there are very few and far between that pour back into my cup. Uh, I think that's just kind of how I was raised to always be the fixer. So I was always having to fix things either, you know, physically or emotionally or mentally. I was kind of like putting the puzzle pieces back together. So I've never been able to grow out of that role. Um, and so it, you know, overflows into my personal life. I do it in my work life. I'm currently doing two jobs for one salary because I feel bad because my coworker's out and I'm trying to like keep up and it's just not manageable. And I'm just like, okay, just keep giving me more. I, I can do it and I can't do it, but I still try to do it because uh, I'm a very sensitive person. So if somebody wasn't helping me, it would hurt my feelings. So I very much, uh, what's that when I like put that on someone else, but people aren't thinking the same way I'm thinking. 
but I definitely think that everyone's, you know, the way I react is the way I think other people react. But also, I want people to treat me the way that I treat them. And a lot of times, it is not a two-way street. <laughs> so I'm learning, you know, the older I get and I'm tired, but I still keep doing the same thing. I think that's the definition of insanity, but, uh, you know, I'm doing my best. I honestly have learned I, it. It was really beautiful to hear the two of you really speak on like how you respect yourselves and your time, because that's if I want people to match what I'm doing, I need to respect myself mm -hmm. so that people will respect me. And because people see that I'm just like, Becky will always do it. Well, Becky's going to stop doing it. But then it runs into, well, then Becky's kind of an asshole. So and then, you know. That's how I perceive things. You know what I mean? So it's like a very vicious cycle that I'm trying very, very, very hard to get out of. But it's just kind of like a, like a whirlwind, you know? Now, do you think that if you set those boundaries for yourself, that you personally, regardless how somebody else might feel from it because they're used to you doing everything, do you think that your life would be either easier or happier or more carefree, less stressful? because you set them oh yeah i mean i think for sure that would make things a lot easier but i'm just very used to people not respecting boundaries and then just picking up like you're still expected to go like well okay like you know you still got to keep going so it would be a lot easier i think yes for sure i'm so excited to hear what you have to say rain <laughs> <laughs> um, so I always use this analogy. I am like literally the queen of boundaries. Like, and I always tell people, I said, you know, there's two analogies that I like to use. You know, when you look in your home and you look at your crown moldings and you look at the trace outs of that you have in your home, when a painter comes in, they use painter's tape. Why? Painter's tape is used to create a boundary so that the paint that they're using does not bleed into your crown moldings, correct? The reason why is there's a reason for it to be separated. Your crown moldings is supposed to differentiate your wall from your ceiling, correct? It's put in place for a reason. You got to get you some <laughs> painter's tape <laughs> and start looking at it that way. Another analogy that I like to use is when you go to the bank, this has happened to me, <laughs> when you go to the ATM and you try to take money out that you don't have in there, they <laughs> charge you $35, right? And those $35 add up. It costs you money to take money out. It costs you more to take out something that you don't have. If no one is pouring into you, how can you possibly give anybody anything? It's costing you your time and your energy that takes a lot to give back and get in and pour into yourself. And I tell people often, if I don't have people in my life that are pouring into me constantly, there is nothing that I can give you. I do self-care Every single week, whether it's traveling, <laughs> whether I just did my face, drinking, fine dining, shopping, teeth whitening, massage, sex, whatever it is, if I, if it, if it's not hurting anyone else, pouring into myself is so important because I give so much. I am a caretaker for children. I travel. I work 24 hour days for six weeks. When I come back from my trip, I'm working six days a week, 24 hours a day. You do the math. It is extremely important for me. And if I need time out, hey, how are you doing? I actually need a day off tomorrow. Okay, cool. Not a problem. I am honest. Hey, is this too much for you? Yes, it is. <laughs> You're going to get mad because I'm respecting my space. I know what my threshold is. And I explain to people, 
You go to a bank, if you don't have money in there and you take money out, it's going to cost you money. It's expensive to give what you don't have. So what's important is to pour back into yourself, get some of that painter's tape, post it up, you the crown moldings, and make sure that you're setting those boundaries because there needs to be a differential between your, your boundaries. People need to know. And it's not about you being an asshole. It's respect. If you want people to respect you, you have to respect yourself. And that's how it is. Yeah, you do want people to treat you the way that you treat other people, but you're taking on, you know, more than you physically can do. And then you're going to be frustrated and you're going to be burnt out. And then you're the only reason why that's happening. And people are going to do it because you, you've made it okay for them to do it. And it's going to be uncomfortable. I wasn't always this person. And I got to a point like, hey, I just don't want to do it. So it's just all about just how you view yourself and how you want other people to view you. And once you feel more comfortable, you'll be able to start saying no. I think I just had um, a question too about how do you get yourself maybe kind of out of that cycle because they do know Becky's always going to do it because Becky always has. So trying to get yourself out of, because like you said, it's really uncomfortable for a long time to say no and be like, you know what? Can't do that. Um, especially perhaps when you're working for, for someone who is, uh, has a very strong personality. Um, so I'm just trying to think on how to get kind of out of that. Um, so I have a very strong personality. Um, so I'm normally the, I don't want to say the aggressor, but you know, I can tone it back some, but I do let people know when I come in, like, you know, these are the boundaries that I've set. What I would suggest to you is start looking at what you want to get out of your job and anything in addition to, if it's not bringing you happiness, if it's too much, I'm like, you know what, to be honest, you know, I would love to be able to take this extra work on, but at this time, this is not beneficial to the position that I'm in. And yes, it's uncomfortable. Even when someone pushes back, you have to be confident in your word of telling them no. Mm-hmm. Once you do that, you're going to feel like the man of the year. At the end of the day, people are intrusive and you have to teach people how, how to, to treat, treat you. you. Yes, <laughs> that's the perfect way. I speak up about things immediately because I'd rather be uncomfortable for five minutes than be uncomfortable for five months. I think the biggest part of boundaries just in general always comes down to a respect level. But that being said, you have to know a boundary exists, right? So I know you guys keep touching on a text messaging thing. I text Shakira last night. It was one o'clock in the morning. Oh, I'm no. still wide awake. Because I w- was traveling all day. We were working on the podcast. I had to make sure everything was up to date. We had already previously discussed like, hey, keep me up to date on everything that happens. Like send me a text message. I am a person when I sleep, the phone goes on mute, period. If you have an emergency and you text me, I will find out when I'm awake because I'm going to be useless to you. If you wake me up in the middle of the night, I'm not going to be able to help you for your emergency anyway. I know this about myself. So I will put the phone on mute. So I forget that not everybody does that. So I just shot the text message because we previously discussed, hey, keep me in the loop. So this morning she's like, why would you text me at one o'clock in the morning? And I'm like, oh, I didn't know. So now it's one of those things, like you said, like you can't, you have to respect individuals because sometimes boundaries come up that you don't even know is a boundary or is a thing in general, right? So any boundary you have, you have to know that it's okay to say it as long as you're being respectful about it, right? You can't go, whether it's, business or pleasure you can't go up to somebody and be like no 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 no," and get in their face and start yelling and start screaming that doesn't happen until after that boundary has been established and it keeps being crossed right that's when there's a problem but for the individuals like becky who doesn't set the boundaries because they feel bad and i used to be that person 
not work-wise on a personal level where I would just take and take and take and take and be like, oh, okay, and make excuses. Well, that's the way they are. No, that's the way somebody is, does not affect me. That's the way they are. To interact with me, here's my boundary. And it's not even necessarily a quote unquote boundary, like to use that as a describing. It's just a standard that I have in my life that I expect to be had or done or given or whatever, because not everybody is meant to stay in your life long-term. So whether it's a job, a relationship, a friendship, things change because people grow. People can grow apart. They can grow together. They can grow separately, but on the same path, they just can't keep up, whatever it is. And it's okay to say, hey, if you can't be and meet me here or be willing to compromise, like Shakira, like you said in the beginning, be able to fluctuate that a little bit, then it's just not what's best for either person, really, because uh, if, if a boundary that I have is being affected by somebody else and they're not ad- adhering to, wrong word to use, but respecting that because that's not where their boundary is, I still have to respect that on there. You know what I mean? So it's just one of those things. It's got to be mutually given and mutually respected. And I think that's what all boundaries come to, regardless what it's in. Yep, I agree with that. Um, something I just found said no is a full sentence, mm-hmm. right? So literally whatever your reason is, and then obviously you got to, you know, word it better at work, but in your personal life or friendships or whatever, anybody, somebody says, Hey, Kira, I know you're off on Saturday. Can you do? No. Well, you're not doing anything. I know. And I plan to still do nothing. I don't want to help you. I want to sit on my couch and do nothing. And I have the right. And, you know, and like, it's kind of like that. And um, one thing that I did find real quick is just like, not even in uh, relationships, you know, like husband and wife or girlfriend and boyfriend, but just even friendships. This thing that I found just now, it says, do you know your rights in a relationship? And it says to feel safe in your relationship, to have your privacy and boundaries make you that you created, be respected, to be heard and listened to, validated, appreciated, to respect that the answer to no means no, to have your needs met and to be treated respectfully. So it's like, at the end of the day, your goal ultimately by saying no, especially for, you know, if you're trying to be genuinely just saying, look, I'm overwhelmed or whatever, anybody is because like, look, today I worked all week. Today I want to do nothing. I want to sit on the couch and eat ice cream in my PJs. Oh, I need you to take me to this appointment. I'm so sorry. You did not tell me in advance. I had this planned already. Sorry. I can't do it. That literally I work. I remember I worked two and a half jobs and every week, Every once a month, I would um, schedule a day where I was doing nothing. And I had it written down. And people were like, you're not doing anything. And I said, do you see my schedule? I literally used to schedule people in on a planner. And I was like, that's the day. That's the weekend. I'm doing nothing. You can't just come off for 10 minutes. Excuse me. This says, no, I can't do it. You can ask. You can pick on any other weekend. Oh, they're all booked up. I guess I'm going to see you next month. And I don't know what to tell you. But it was literally the way that I functioned my two and a half jobs in my life. And people were like, all right, let's pull out your schedule then before we try to plan with you. And they started respecting my boundaries. And literally it was because I was still firm about it. So I feel like that's the answer. Like that's the only way to get it done. What do you guys think of boundaries and relationships? Like, do you feel like they should be set? They are necessary. Do you guys set them? How comfortable are you guys with boundaries and relationships? Definitely necessary. They're necessary. I think my boundaries and relationships have morphed over time and it's actually weird that this was I guess not weird but I was at a wedding and I was talking to one of my cousins and she recently just ended a relationship they were together for six years 
engaged to be married, postponed the wedding because they were having problems, reset it. And then literally two days before her bridal shower, two months before her wedding, canceled it because she had realized I'm going down a path that I don't want to commit to. Like, I don't, I, I just can't do that. And she did everything from the conversation we had. She did everything in our power to get it to work and want it to work. And it just wasn't going there. But she entered that relationship at 20 years old. So from 20 to almost 27 now, she's like, the things I've learned about myself in that six year span is so different that it finally made me realize, whoa, 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 this is a wall for me. Like you're not going past this. And she had been letting him go past that wall for so long that she's just like, can't do that anymore. Shout out Julia. If you're listening, I'm sure you are. (laughs) But we were talking about that and I was like, oh my God, we're doing our next show is going to be on boundaries. And I'm, I'm going to mention that I'm going to bring that in because I think it's a lot of boundaries when it comes to relationships are learned. Oh my gosh. Sorry. I was really hyped in the background because I think we were talking about this. You read this article about a girl who got married and on her wedding day, I guess prior to her wedding day, she mentioned to her husband, you know, no jokes, all jokes aside, do not smash me in the face with the wedding cake. The day of the wedding, he smashed her in the face with the wedding cake. She divorced him the next day, like two days later. And they were divorced. That was a boundary. And it was more respect. If I make a big deal, you know, I get my makeup and stuff that I told you specifically, don't do that. And you still do it. And this is the start of our wedding. That was a deal breaker. And at first I thought it was a bit drastic, but then it is like deeper, like, wow, like, you know, you really did not respect me. I'm pretty sure they had the conversation a million and one times. And she probably said, I'm not playing. Do not smack me with that cake. And he still did it in front of all of our family and friends. And they're laughing. And I'm pissed because me and you had too many conversations about it. So I thought that was, I'm like, that would be me. I would totally do that. I mean, it sounds uh, stupid. But at the same time, if something that simple is not being respected, what would come as years go on? How exactly. serious would it become? I agree. Um, Two things Um, in regards to what Shakira just said, she had a car accident and she was claustrophobic and that triggered a panic attack. Mm. He was fully aware of that. So I was in full agreement to her divorcing him two days later. It doesn't matter how people agree. I asked you not to do something. You did it. You embarrassed me. No respect. The second part is you guys talked about boundaries and relationships. I am not in a relationship. I am divorced, been divorced for six years. And I'm recently getting back into dating um, after four years. And I set these boundaries, you know, when dating and everything like that. And I explained to men my expectations when it comes to dating and what I look for and what I'm interested in. And I am very serious about cutting people off when it doesn't seem like it is beneficial or what it is that I'm looking for. And when we talk about, for example, you know, as women, we're taught, oh, you're doing too much. Don't, you don't need to explain anything. You don't need to tell him that. I'm like, no, I am going to tell him. I don't care if it's two days in. If this bothers me, this bothers me. And either you're okay with it or you're not. I'm not going to hold back things that bother me. And it's, a, you know, diplomacy is very important. So for example, we've been talking for 60 days. You go away for a weekend. I don't hear from you. That's a problem. Hey, listen, I understand that you're out with your friends. Just text me, let me know that you made it in. If I'm out of the country or I'm traveling, like we're going to be doing, you know, shortly, if it's someone that I'm talking to, I'm going to text you and let you know, hey, everything is good. We're having a good time. You don't just go missing. And that's a boundary that I've set or an expectation that I've set and expectations and boundaries. There is a very thin line between the two of them. And I let people know, hey, this is what I expect. And 
if you're not okay with that, then you're not the person for me. But these are, you know, expectations that I have and expectations can somewhat be understood as boundaries as well. But I do think that boundaries in relationships are extremely necessary. Um, like all relationships. Yeah, in, in all relationships. Romantic. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Romantic, platonic, professional, all of those things. And there are ways that you can get that point across. And if people cross them, then you have to be comfortable with correcting that behavior. I think that's what this whole podcast episode is stating. Like, there is nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with you if you're like, hey, this is what it is. And this is what it's got to be because this is where I feel respected, where I feel cared for, whether it's a relationship, work, whatever. Because there's so much viewpoints out there that differ than what we're saying. I feel like we're quite a bunch of strong-minded, opinionated women that just happened to come together on this podcast. So us saying it is like, I know there's people listening right now, like, how do they do that? Just do it. Like, you can do it. You're not wrong for doing it. Like, just like celebrate the fact that you're allowed. You don't, there's a, um, not a meme, but like, you know, like one of those little picture things that I literally when I'm like in a bad mood or something's happening and I'm just like, am I being too stubborn or am I being too opinionated, whatever? It literally says you do not need to feel obligated to live up to anybody's expectations, but you do need to respect boundaries. And I'm like, that's literally the definition for everything. Like, just <laughs> I, listen, it's an expectation for my life. If you don't want to give me that, that's your boundary. I don't have to accept it. And when it comes to relationships, and I mean, I know you said you're divorced and you're getting back out there. And if I'm just being honest, I don't know how the hell you're doing that because <laughs> listen, I like just, just up, look, I just cleaned out the roster. <laughs> <laughs> Loading the bench back up. I'll, I'll be back in a month and a half. We'll have that conversation. <laughs> no, because I mean, it's speaking from a married perspective and Becky, I'm sure you can chime in too. The guy that you marry is not the guy who shows up a year down the road, two years down the road, because they start to get comfortable. And if you don't keep having those conversations of no, 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 no. Like this, this doesn't work for us as a couple because it's not working for me and they don't respect that. And you guys can't come to a mutual agreement or we can't come to mutual. That's a problem. Granted, it's a little hard. It rains over in the background, like waving, like, bye. <laughs> it's a little harder when you're married and it's not something like I, I didn't sign up for marriage and didn't get into marriage to say, oh, hey, you know what? If, if you don't listen to what I have in place, like we're going to get divorced. Like I, I, I feel in the core of me, like it's got to be something that we work on and develop together. But that being said, boundaries are going to keep evolving because they're also going to get boundaries that they might not like that I'm doing. And when I say they, I mean my husband. There's not multiple. I'm not a polygamist. I could only keep up with one man. Sometimes even that's difficult. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so it's just like expectations. I'm not obligated to live up to them. But because I'm respecting those boundaries, okay, let's talk about it type thing. Yeah. I mean, I think being married, I've been married for almost 12 years in November at it's, you know, like you said, it's kind of always evolving and learning and marrying someone outside of my culture, too, was something very different um, and learning. And as we recently 
well, I guess it hasn't been too recent, but recently traveled outside of the country to his hometown. Like I learned a whole lot more about why, you know, someone is the way that they are and kind of boundaries that they were taught and the ways that they grew up. So I think, you know, like Amanda, I'm somebody who I'm in it for the long haul. That poor man can't get rid of me, even if he, you know, wanted to, which hopefully he doesn't, but just like kind of learning each other and you know setting those boundaries for yourself but again this is something that I struggle with you know it's not just professionally that she struggles with it it's also personally within relation it's one of my fortes but um so just you know learning and growing together I think is really important but respecting at the end of the day at least in my personal relationships I feel like I'm much better at like respecting myself and no means no and you keep doing this and I don't like that or you know, so I'm much better at it in my personal life than professional. The biggest key is actually just speaking up. Like yeah. nobody's going to know a boundary that you have, whether you're feeling it on the inside and you're just scared to say it or whatever, unless you actually say it. So then in our brains, we can't then hold somebody accountable for going past that boundary if we've never verbalized it. If it's after it's been said, then it's okay. Now it's a respect issue versus a boundary. So I think that's the biggest part of boundaries in general is just making sure that you're speaking your truth, whatever that may be, whether it's you're uncomfortable or you want more or you want less or you need help, like whatever it is to be able to actually say it. Well, I think too, it's always hard once you set a boundary and then people go around that boundary or because it's not convenient for them or something. So kind of pulling it back Well, you're said, well, I've already said that, but people keep doing it anyway. And I'm just a person that I think genuinely believes people people out there don't have malicious intent, even if they do. But I'm always thinking people don't have malicious intent. And well, you know, they really like that. So that's why they did that. Becky, come on. Becky, I love you. Really. I'm a little bit on the other side of the spectrum <laughs> when it comes to that. And it's not that I think that people have malicious intent. I think people have selfish intentions. Mm. And it doesn't mean that they are going out of their way to harm you. They are doing what, ber- what best serves them. And unfortunately, that can be inconveniencing to you. So I am very firm because what I'm asking for is not astronomical. I set that tone. So you have to be comfortable enough. Wait, I had a quick. I like that because um, one thing that my job does all the time, especially because they argue so professionally and I love it. <laughs> they say, can you tell me how that adds value? Yes. So <laughs> something that you don't like or something that they're trying to get you to, you could say, I'm not, I'm not, can you explain to me a little further how that adds value to the topic at hand? And boom, you can like kind of squash that ooh, ooh, and be professional. Per our previous discussion. That's right. my, my last request. <laughs> I do not work in a school setting any longer. And per my last, I've been waiting to use per my last request and I don't have the means to do so. So I'm going to let you know. Per my last request, don't ask me about formula. <laughs> so the other thing too is I think boundaries stem from not only learned but from self-worth if you don't think you deserve what you're looking for nobody else is going to think you deserve it but when you're coming out ring like you and you're just like hey look it is what it is we discussed this already you know this about me you're standing steadfast in your worth of but this is what it is so they're not going to question it versus Becky who will be like okay well I don't like that oh okay you went around it that must mean you really need it because you don't have enough 
And I mean, we've talked about this. Like, you don't have that confidence in you to be like, I'm the shit. But you need to know that you're the shit. And as soon as you realize that and you get that confidence, and I wish everybody could see these two just <laughs> dancing in the window. That <laughs> oh, as soon as you, you know that about yourself, <laughs> as soon as you know that, it'll be a lot easier to set a boundary because it won't matter what they think of you or, or what their opinion is of that boundary. You'll be like, well, just that's what it is. I got a question, devil's advocate. Do we believe, which I know the answer is no, that there's any circumstance where boundaries are not acceptable or not required or not necessary? Mm. To me, the answer is a hell no, because (laughs) the only thing that I would say maybe not would be my kid. But even with kids, you have to do boundaries. So, yeah, right. So, but I'm saying mine is like the only human in the world that I will tolerate a little more BS from is my baby because he's a baby and that's only why he's a baby. But even with kids, as we all know, kids require boundaries. So any grown adult, heck yeah, we're going to have boundaries. I don't, I don't, I don't think there's any circumstance where boundaries aren't necessary. Do you guys know of any? I, I, yes, I, I want to agree hundred percent with you, but at the same time, I'm trying to think of how to word this too. So if it's something that is my opinion versus a need, like if it doesn't, if I'm just setting a boundary just to be stubborn or like, no, but this is the way that I want it because I want it my way. That's not a boundary. That's being a brat. Yeah. Yeah. So I think with situations like that, if it's just based off of opinion or just like a want and not like, Hey, this is a need for myself, for my my confidence, my self-care, my mental health, if it's not for anything important, then that's where you do the compromising thing. But, but, as far debatable, as, but important is debatable. That's what I'm saying. No, but I'm saying you said if it's not for anything important, for instance. For me. For you. But yeah. what, if, what if, what if, for instance, what if I say, you say, hey, Shakira, I like cheese every day. I eat it. And I say, don't okay. say that for cheese. And you say, what? but I eat cheese every day. And I say, honestly, when I was raised, cheese was a bad word. I used to get beat every time you said cheese, right? Let's just say, or let's say I don't even get beat. Cheese is just a trigger word. Stop using it. Now, because you like cheese and you want to tell everybody how much you eat cheese every day, would you be wrong or not to respect that cheese is a trigger for me? So for you, with you and I, that is your boundary. I need to respect that. But I don't need to care about other people talking about them with cheese because they don't care. Right. That's what I mean by opinion. Like if somebody has a boundary themselves, you need to respect their boundary. But But that's not a boundary for me because you don't want me to say the word cheese because that's a trigger word for you. It's not a trigger word for me. So with everybody else, I can still talk with cheese. No, but what if you feel like only because I've had this argument, if somebody feels like that's that's dumb. My, what I was told was that's dumb. I can't say cheese. Are you kidding me? That's the easiest word. Now you're going to tell me I can't use words. It's a free country. I can say what I want. And now we're arguing about the word cheese when really I'm more fighting about what it means to me while the other person is fighting about how simple and stupid the word is and it shouldn't mean anything. So that person is disrespectful. <laughs> that's what it is. Like you, you just need to respect other people. Agreed. I, I don't need to agree with them. But you still need to respect it. And that's just like in a nutshell in life in general. And I, that's why there's a lot of shit that goes down in society the way that it goes down. Because people just don't respect others. We can agree to disagree. I'm still going to respect you and your opinion and honor what it is that you need. Like texting you at 1 a.m. 
I don't think it's a big freaking deal. <laughs> but you don't want me to text you. So I have not text you at 1 a.m. <laughs> it helps me so very much. Look, I, I can't touch her at 1 a.m. So I need to so That's what I'm saying. That's, that's one of those things. Like opinions, people can text me all they want. 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 4 a.m., 6 a.m. Because I'm not going to answer because my phone's on mute. So I don't care. That's not, that's a, that's a non sequitur boundary for me. I don't care, but you care. So now I, being that I respect you as a person and I respect our friendship and our relationship, I'm not going to do something that's going to make you upset on purpose just because I don't care. Like, that's just not right. So that's, yes, boundaries are important for the individual, but they need to be respected by other people because it's a respect situation okay. and then one more thing and i feel like we probably gotta wrap it up but this only goes into what we're talking about and it's right on time so amanda i think it was last week we were talking about lizzo right lizzo just mm-hmm. came out with a new song called girls apparently in the beginning of her opening she comes on and she says something something i'm about to spaz which everybody knows from our upbringing spaz means i'm about to freak out oh my gosh i'm about to lose yeah. apparently social media chewed her up and spit her out and everybody's banning Canceling Lizzo because spaz in the UK is an ableist word and it's offensive to disabled people. So now they're trying to cancel Lizzo. Everybody's attacking her. As a result, she literally said, oh my gosh. Now I, kudos to Lizzo. That's why she's making the money because I want to change the damn thing. Y'all tripping. This oh, she changed it? She changed her word spaz to a whole nother phrase and she made a post an apology publicly to the UK or to the, you know, disabled saying, I did not, she didn't even know that was offensive. Neither did us UK. That's not offensive. Spaz means freak out. Who knew that it yeah. was like a, offensive, but she changed her word in her song and released it again, just to make the people, you know, feel better, which was really kind of her. That was bomb. And yeah. I love her even more, but I think people, I think that's kind of fishing a little bit. Like, come on, nobody in the U S knew that spaz meant. Well, that's, that's this cancel culture society that we're in right now. And it's stupid. And it needs that. We need to cancel, cancel culture. Like I'm over it. Let people say what they want and do what they want. As long as they're not physically harming somebody. But I'm saying to say that Lizzo took the higher route, kind of what we're discussing. Instead of saying, cause she could say what I'm saying. Like, no, y'all tripping. That's dumb. She was like, you know what? Because I'm not my, she said that my intention was never to offend you. I didn't Mm -hmm. even know that was offensive. I'll just re-release my song without the word. And I was Good like, kudos to you. That was really, really impressive of her. Kudos to Lizzo. I wouldn't have canceled nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Rain <laughs> labeled herself as the like self-worth queen of this. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why. You can't please everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's your audience? United States. Uh-uh. No. Lizzo audience. audience everywhere. Everybody that's, wants all over the that's world. That's great. And who's the only one that complained? The UK. Okay. So with that being said, you have one small fraction of the people that complain. You cannot please everybody. At the end of the day, that was that was very admirable. I wouldn't have done it because at the end of the day, like it your intentions wasn't that. I think it's admirable that you acknowledge that. I would have acknowledged it, but my word would have stood what it was for, what it was whatever the intention was behind it. Because at the end of the day, I can't, if I make a phrase or use a word that I don't know that's naturally offended, okay, I'm going to apologize. I'm going to acknowledge mm-hmm. but I'm not changing it. It wasn't intended for that purpose. And I can't change people's word or view or perception of certain things. And I can't gratify everybody. It doesn't work that way. Now that you've changed the words fast, great. Now you didn't change the whole meaning behind the word. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So that's great for Lizzo, but I wouldn't have changed it. I just not, not. And then not just not, I mean, I, 
I want to say that I agree with you like 98%. I also wouldn't have changed the word. (laughs) 2%, okay. (laughs) I I wouldn't have changed the word. So I guess I'm 100% there. Still would have apologized and said, hey, that wasn't my intention. But like, that would be my initial, like, no, I'm not. This is, I'm the artist. This is what I came up with. This is why this was my thought process. I'm not doing it to offend you. However, it's weighing, is she going to get more backlash? Because this is her career, right? So is she going to get, and this is for anybody in life, will you get more backlash and actually be worse off by standing that ground because you're, you're going too far, you're being a brat or an actual bitch or whatever, versus just saying, hey, look, this, this isn't what I meant for it. So it's, that's one of those things that's a question. Did she probably weighed her pros and cons for her career and made the choice that she thought was best in that situation. Now in everyday life, if she wasn't famous and somebody, she was in a room with 20 people and 10 people said, whatever, she probably would have apologized and kept using the word because that wouldn't have been make or break for her. So I also think the situation has a lot to do with it. I definitely agree with you. Um, The thing is what happens with every song that she comes out with and someone now has an issue with every single word, are you going to continue to keep on apologizing and changing or are you going to stand your ground? So the thing is with me, I am very big on, you know, I'm confident and comfortable and I'm okay with losing a job, losing whatever to stand for what I believe in. Mm-hmm. At some point, you're at the end of the day, you're, you can't please everybody. You're going to say something. Lizzo literally had her full blown ass cheeks out and people had a problem with that. But Rihanna had the same outfit on. It was a problem. You're not going to please everybody. People come at Lizzo's neck all day long and she is unapologetically her. Now, Mm -hmm. I do understand the platform that she has and the political part that it puts her in. But what happened now you have to research every single word that you do to make sure that it's not offensive. Anything that you can say can be offensive and people can take it and run with it. So at what point do we stop apologizing for being who we are and changing things? And it's not just Lizzo, because if she's willing to do it, somebody else is going to come out with something and then somebody else is going to come out and it kind of snowballs. And that's where this whole cancel culture started from because the second one person backs down now, another is, and now another is, and now another is, but on the other side of coins, the people that are doing the complaints, you're giving them so much power to control you that you're actually losing that self-worth. And the freedom of speech and all that other stuff. So you can argue both sides of it and nobody's ever going to agree because there's going to be the people that say, but this, and then there's the people that are going to say, I don't care. As long as we're respecting that other side, it should be up to the individual at hand in the situation, Lizzo, to do the ultimate decision. And then whatever it is, whether we agreed with it or not, just got to say, like you said, very admirable of you. Wouldn't have done it, but very admirable of you. Anyone wants to know what I would have done if I was Lizzo, I would say sorry, donate to a charity and never write a song again. (laughs) Because I would feel so bad and question all of my life choices. So it's a good thing I'm not a singer. (laughs) Oh, Becky. (laughs) I would have canceled myself. Okay, listen. On that note, we should probably wrap it up. I know this episode was a little bit longer than everybody is used to, but we could keep going. Boundaries is a never ending topic. We could focus on one little segment of it or we can go every which way that we did. So we covered as much as we could in the time that we had officially thank our (laughs) superb guests. 
Thank you for having us. Awesome. Anytime. Come back anytime. I'll be back. Yeah. I'll come back when you come back. Do not forget to like, comment, follow us. We release new episodes every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. You can listen on your drive to work, while you're at work, or your drive from work, while you work out, while you watch your kids. Whatever your boundary says that is okay for you to listen to our episodes. We are here. No judgment from us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And also, don't forget to fill out our survey. Also to message us, DM us, text us, call us, email, Skype, send a bird and a pigeon, whatever you got to do to let us know any input, any advice, any other suggestions that you have for us for what you would like us to discuss for all the future episodes. And again, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, see ya. Bye. Bye.